Welcome back, listeners. It's your girl, Mara Watkins, and you are listening to the Handle Your Scandal podcast. What up, everybody? (laughs) Welcome back. You are listening to the Handle Your Scandal podcast. I'm your host, Mara Watkins, and I guess this is season two. Um, listen, when I originally started the podcast, I did not have any intentions of there being seasons per se. I wanted a serial podcast. Um, so for those of you who maybe don't know what I'm talking about, you can either have a serial podcast, which is like episodes coming out every week. Or you can have, you know, a podcast that has seasons, like a TV show, you know, season one, season two, season three, you know, you get a few months in between there. And I was just so ambitious and I wanted a serial podcast, but currently that's just not compatible with my life. As you can see, I um, have these monthly, monthly, bi-monthly, tri-monthly, just a bunch of months in between each episode and that was not my intention but I feel like that's just me you know I need to lean into that I need to go with that right now I'm just not at a place in my life where I can have 52 episodes a year like that just sounds like a bit much really it sounds like a bit much so this is season two I'm not going to tell you how many episodes are going to be in a season. That's a surprise to both you and I. (laughs) But I feel like I'll know when I know. And when I know, I'll let you know. All right, sounds good. (laughs) I missed you all so much. I missed talking to you all so much. Yeah, so my last episode was in November with Sarah Vega, which if you didn't listen to that episode already... What are you doing? You had months to do it. (laughs) Go listen to it, for real. It was a great episode. It was a great conversation. Um, I didn't know that was going to be my last episode of season one, but, you know, it was a very long and, you know, jam-packed full of gems episode. I think it's a good place to end for season one. So, yes, this is season two. Episode one. I still need to figure out how I'm going to do my graphics now that I'm not a serial podcast because I didn't have season one on any of my season one graphics, but we'll figure it out, okay? We'll figure it out. We being me, myself, and I. Yes, I am a one-woman team trying to balance this podcast and my blog, which I just posted a blog for the first time in a long time, so go check that out if you haven't themusingsofmar.com it'll be in the show notes but yes that's my blog as well and then y'all already know I'm balancing being a full-time law student in a Panera Bread okay like hello (laughs) I'm doing my best and it took me a really long time to come to peace with the fact that I was doing my best um I'm someone who always just feels like I have to do more and do more and do more like if I have free time what is why like no I should be doing something and I'm really working hard on deprogramming myself from thinking that way um and I think this last few months it's been you know I just was so busy in fall semester y'all like 
I was doing clinic and managing editor for uh, Gaming Law Journal and, you know, just a bunch of stuff. And I was spread really thin and I think I was like not trying to make that my reality. I was trying to ignore it, but it wasn't until I accepted it and kind of put everything else on the back burner, like my blog and this podcast that I was like, you know what, like I'm just doing my best. And my best is different every season of my life. And during my second semester in a pandemic um, in law school, my best was just showing up to class and clinic and journal. Like, I didn't really have the creative energy for, uh, for my creative projects. So I didn't into them like I should have like I wanted to you know I don't have to do anything um actually that leads me to (laughs) um something else so I got a peloton I know this is completely a weird transition but stay with me so I got a peloton in October the end of October actually which yes I have become one of those people who is obsessed with my Peloton. Anyone who follows me on Instagram knows I am obsessed with the Peloton. It is a thing like I try to use it daily, whether that's riding the bike or doing a strength workout on the floor or doing a meditation. They got so many things on the app, y'all. Yoga, they got it all, okay? But the point is, (laughs) one of the instructors, her name is Jess Sims, And she always says when, you know, we're doing her workout classes where she tries to kill us, she says, you don't have to, you get to. And y'all, that has become a mantra of sorts for me. I'm actually trying to find a poster with it to hang in my little office slash gym. Because I feel like it's a good thing to keep in mind for fitness, but also for life in general, like, I mean, granted, some things we do have to do because we live in a capitalistic society and you need to work to live. (laughs) But for other things, like, you don't have to. You get to. And it's when you make that shift in your mindset that things don't seem as daunting. Like, technically, I don't have to, you know, be in clinic. I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to be managing editor of Gaming Law Journal. I didn't have to even be in law school. You know what? I graduated with my bachelor's. I'm sure I could have my bachelor's in criminal justice. I'm sure I could have found a job. Like I'm not even there's no doubt in my mind between like my extensive network of people and me getting a bachelor's. I could have found a job. I didn't have to go to law school. I didn't have to start a podcast. I didn't have to start a blog. I didn't have to. I really don't have to do anything but stay black and die. Hello, it's Black History Month. But I get to. You know, I get to. I was lucky enough to. I was lucky enough to be accepted into the clinic and help the community in the city that I grew up in. I was lucky enough to be selected out of many people who applied to be the managing editor of GLJ. I was lucky enough to get into my law school and not saying that it's all luck like y'all like you know I put in the work to do all of these things but I you know 
I made that choice. I didn't have to do it. So it's like, why have a bad mindset around it when I didn't have to do it? And I feel like that <laughs> that quote, I'm, I'm not even going to, we can have a whole episode dedicated to how Peloton has changed my life. Um, if you'd actually be interested in that, let me know. Maybe a blog post, one of the two. Um, let me know. But that quote really has shifted my entire mindset in the last few months. Even when I don't feel like working out, when I don't feel like doing certain things, it's like, you don't have to, you get to. Like, yes, it would probably be, you know, social suicide if I quit any of the current things that I'm involved in and career suicide. But I still have that choice, right? Like, I don't have to. I, I get to. And because I get to, I should, you know, not should. I'm trying to remove shoulds. But at the same time, no. Um, because I get to, I should try to be more positive about it. And hopefully, if there's something in your life that you're thinking about right now, that you're like, oh, shoot, I don't have to. I get to. Just try to have that mindset with it, you know? I promise you, if you do, it's just life-changing, like... It's so simple, but it's just so profound if you really sit and think about it. But yeah, so that's kind of where I was at. Um, I don't actually know why I started (laughs) rambling about that. But that's where I was at. Um, And also, there was another quote that kind of ties into this as well. Not really, but kind of. It kind of ties into why I wasn't creating anymore. Um, there's this quote and it says, it says, don't work eight hours for a company and then go home and not work on your own goals. You're not tired. You're uninspired. And (laughs) y'all, y'all, let me tell you, I feel like it was definitely worth it. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't want to sound super complainy, but I do feel like I was doing so much for school and everything else that comes with school, not even just going to class. And then, um, yeah, I was just doing so much and not working on my blog or this podcast. And I'd be like, you know, I'm just too tired. I'm just too tired. But it's like, no, like, I realized in the last few months that me not putting time into things that I'm, you know, things that I enjoy is actually what makes me tired because, you know, stay with me here. You're putting so much time into things that, how do I say? I don't want to say like that you don't enjoy because don't get me wrong. Like I enjoyed the work that I did for clinic. I enjoyed the work that I did with the journal, I enjoy, well, no, I'm not going to sit here and say I enjoy law school. I actually think they should just give me the degree already because, you know, we've been in a parallelogram for a long time now, almost a year. <laughs> just um, go ahead and slide me that JD, but <laughs> no, but I, you know, I did enjoy those things, but I also enjoy creating. Like that's my outlet. That's my thing. Like blogging is my thing. Um, podcasting still trying to make it my thing but I do enjoy it I enjoy the conversations I get to have with people I enjoy talking to this audience that I have and telling you all how to manage your lives as best as we can as busy 20 something 30 something millennials and gen z trying to figure out what the hell we're doing 
as we come into adulthood or navigate adulthood or navigate like real adulthood and I enjoy that and not putting time into my creative things was really draining like it was more like yes I would have been a little bit more tired maybe in some way because I would be spending more time doing other things but at the same time you kind of get energy from things that you enjoy like when I work out on the Peloton I'm sorry to bring it back to Peloton but when I do a really good ride or a really good lift session I feel energized after because I enjoy that right I enjoy that and even though it's kind of draining in a way it also gives you those happy feelings and all of that so that's what I related to that quote like not uninspired because I literally would try to write at some point and would just be like oh I can't think of anything like I just can't think of anything and it's like of course you can't think of anything your whole life has been school and clinic and journal and this that and the third and just being super busy and that's why and I'm not saying this to say people can't be tired y'all like you can be tired. Sometimes you're not uninspired. Sometimes you are tired. But that quote just spoke to me because that's how I felt. I felt like I wasn't always tired. I was not always too tired to work on the blog or the podcast, but I was always feeling uninspired. And like, damn, I don't even know what to say. Do I even have anything important to say? Do people even care what I have to say? You know, just those feelings that come with just being out of it so that quote definitely inspired me as well to actively work on making time for everything that I want to make time for this semester even you know even if it's more time with more things if I can do things that I enjoy that aren't law school related. That is literally the whole point of my brand, I feel like at this point, is not letting school or your career take over who you are as a person. Like that's why I'm so hesitant sometimes even to make law school content because I, I mean, don't get me wrong, being in a niche is good. It's great. I mean, the, the niche, is a niche? Niche? Whatever. That's where the money is, okay? But at the same time, I've never wanted to fully lean into that law school, blogger, law school, Instagram or law school podcast because I'm in law school. I'm going to be a lawyer, but I'm like, that's not me. Like, that's not my whole personality. And there's so many people. I feel (laughs) there's so many people, especially in law school, who make that their entire personality. And I'm not knocking people for that, you know, like, I'm not knocking you. If that's your thing and you love it, love, live life, law, whatever, that's great for you. I'm happy for you. But for me, I've just never been that person. Like, even when I was an undergrad, I've just never been a person who the student or whatever is the whole part of my identity, Like, I've just always been someone who has multiple parts to me. And I like that. And I encourage that for other people because, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not knocking it. But I just feel like when you make your job or school such a big part of your identity, you just don't really know what to do 
you know, life is unpredictable. If 2020 taught us anything, life is unpredictable. And I feel like when you make that such a big part of your identity, it just becomes a little bit dangerous because you never know what can happen. Say, you know, you don't get good grades and student is such a, like the only part of your identity, then you feel like a big failure. (laughs) Speaking from experience, even though, you know, I just said it's not my whole identity. It was a big part of my identity at certain points in my life. And, you know, if you didn't, if I didn't get an A, I would feel like, oh my gosh, like what, who, like what? No, no, that's not, you know, so um, I just say this as a recovering um, overachiever in high school, not really too much in college, but you know, it took a lot of time to um, break that thought process or get rid of that thought process of like grades being such a big part of my identity due to, um, you know, being a high schooler who was super, you know, super smart in comparison to, you know, CCSD education, no shade, no tea, just what it is. Um, if you live in Vegas, if you're, you know, a product of CCSD, you know, um, and yeah, just point of all of this is to say, you know, don't let that be such a big part of your identity. And I try to encourage other people not to make that a big part of their identity because you know, you just never know. You never want something outside of you to be the, not outside of you. So you know what I'm trying to say? You don't want it to be such a big part of your identity because if something happens or you no longer can be in that field or you no longer can, you know, at some point you got to graduate. And if your whole identity is student, well, now what? Who are you? That's what I want all of you listening to ask yourselves. Who are you? Outside of being a student, outside of the career that you have, outside of being someone's child or someone's parent or someone's friend or someone's you know, your connection to other things. Who are you as yourself? Who are you if you woke up in a blank, empty, all white room? Sounds terrifying. I know. But if you woke up one day and just existed by yourself, who are you? If you didn't have a job, if you didn't have, you know, school, if you didn't have your whole other external parts of your identity, who are you? And I feel like that's just something that I've really worked really hard on since I graduated undergrad because student was a bigger part of my identity. It wasn't the only part of my identity, but it was a bigger part of my identity than I had led myself to believe because I was in school from the time I was three until the time I was 23. So it was just like a big part of me was struggling when I graduated undergrad and I didn't really know Like, I knew who else I was. I was a sister, not was. I am a sister of Sigma Lambda Gamma. I was in um, the African Student Union. I was all of these other things, but who was I? Like, who was I? What made me happy? What made me sad? What triggered past traumas that I've experienced? And I feel like a good part of my mid-20s now I'm in my late 20s. Okay, about to be 28 in April. Um, I'm excited about it. Some people don't get excited about it. But my thing is like, if you're not having a birthday and getting older, then you're 
dead so like i want birthdays i want to get older like it is a blessing to get older um <laughs> not to keep bringing up 2020 but if 2020 taught us anything it's a blessing to get older it's a blessing to have a birthday um i really want 20 somethings to get out of that language of like ew oh my gosh i'm getting older oh my gosh no like girl the alternative is death, baby. Like what? Like, no, we need to be excited. I am excited. People are like, oh my gosh, you're almost 30. Are you, they, I don't know, they project all this stuff onto me. I'm like, no, baby, I am excited. I know when I'm 30, <laughs> I'm going to be thriving, okay? 30, flirty, and thriving. I'm going to be even more of that bitch. Like, <laughs> I'm not nervous about it. Um... <laughs> I don't know why I just went on a little tangent. But the point is, <laughs> you know, in your 20s, even in your 30s, sometimes, you know, life happens. Sometimes people, you know, they're a little bit on a different timeline. But if at this point in your life, you don't know who you are outside of going to school, going to work, and all the other extracurricular things you do, like who are you at your core? Then I really, really suggest this be the year that you try to figure it out. Obviously, you're not going to have it all figured out because we're constantly growing and evolving as people. But you cannot, you know, hide behind these identities and let them soak up all of who you are because you have so much more to you than that. And once you start to do that work and you realize these things, it's such a glorious moment. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's ugly. Like, you know, when you meet the parts of yourself that aren't so great and aren't so love and light <laughs> which yeah girl had a lot of problems in her 20s that's all I'm gonna say um my early 20s I should say you know there weren't always parts of me that were positive and I had to do that work to figure out why is that why are you sometimes being a jealous person why are you sometimes being not nice to people who are supposed to be your friends and your family like why what's going on I would encourage everyone to step outside of the identities that you've made for yourself that revolve around being, you know, work, school, blah, say blah, and really figure out who you are. Because once you do, you become such a powerful being once you have a better idea of who you are outside of all the external stuff going on. Like, I think that's why, you know, people always tell me, you're so confident, you're so this, that, whatever which I appreciate. I appreciate these things. And they ask me how, and it's just like, I can't really say how, except for you have to know who you are. This world is always trying to make you want to be something you're not, or, you know, hate yourself. <laughs> um, you know, they want you to hate yourself. Society wants you to think something is wrong with you so that you can, you know, fix it or whatever, which don't get me wrong. Like, I know I have flaws, and I don't know that they're, I don't think they're flaws because of society. I think they're flaws because of the life that I want to live. Um, but flaws and all, I still am a confident person. And that's because I've done the work to know who I am. Nobody else on this planet can tell me who I am but me. No one else knows me like I know me. So when people try to project shit onto me, I'm not susceptible to that because I know who I am. I know what I said, I know what I meant, and I'm just, that's who I am. Yes, sometimes I am not the most confident person. I do have my insecurities just like everyone else, but I know at the end of the day, 
Those are just mental things for me. Who I actually am is not the things that my mind sometimes try to trick me into believing. Okay? So I just want to say that um, I don't know what I just started preaching about that for, but it felt I felt called to share it. You know, welcome to season two. <laughs> um, I had tweeted the other day this this season. I really want to be more um, open with you all. You know, I'm kind of open um, for the most part, but I feel like I've also been holding back a little bit. And this season, we're not doing that, okay? If I have something to say, I'm going to say it. And it just is what it is. Speaking of which, in the next few weeks, I will be having an episode about people trying to project onto you because, y'all, people really just be trying it. And let me tell you something. I am not the one, the two, or the three. Don't try it with me. I don't like it. Don't do it. Um, (laughs) but I have a story time about that. So it's going to either be next week or the week after one of those weeks. Um, I'll let you know (laughs) when it's time at the beginning of the episode. But yeah, this is season two. I'm just going to be real more. I'm going to be more open, more honest, more transparent, you know, not overshare, but you know, let y'all know a little bit more about me, um, and who I am as a person. And hopefully inspire you to do the same for yourself. Um, it's season two. My solo episodes are going to be a little bit shorter. I'm going to aim for, you know, 20, 25, 30-ish. I mean, that was the goal last... I almost said semester, Lord. <laughs> last season. But I'm really going to try better. <laughs> and yeah. Um, what else is going to change this season? I don't know. (laughs) I had a list. (laughs) I had a list, but it was in my head. I didn't write it down and that's a mistake. (laughs) So I can't remember what I was going to say about it. But yeah, season two is going to be a little bit different, a little bit more raw. Um, I'm excited for it and I hope you're excited for it too. And thank you for listening. If you're still listening, I appreciate y'all so much more than I could ever explain. And yeah, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I hope you're doing well. All right. I'll talk to you all next week. Um, make sure to take care of yourselves. Make sure you're drinking your water. Make sure you're eating your vegetables. You know, it's a new year. Speaking of the new year, I haven't said my word of the year yet in this episode. And that's actually what I wanted to talk about. So if you've been engaging with my content for a while, you know I don't really do New Year's resolutions. Um, I do pick a word of the year and sometimes I, you know, make a list of goals. Um, And yeah, this year, my word of the year was discipline again because it was discipline last year. And that word just wasn't really vibing with where I'm at right now. So I changed it and now it's execute. Because I always get stuck in the planning part of things. I'm such a good planner, y'all. Like, I'm a good planner. But sometimes my execution, it be lacking, okay? I'm an ENFP. I always got an idea. I always got 20 ideas. But sometimes I don't really carry them out. Um, I'm also a cardinal sign. So if you don't know what that means, cardinal signs are kind of like the signs of the beginning. (laughs) But we don't really, you know, the earth signs kind of are the ones who are a bit more grounded, and are the finishers, (laughs) 
if I could, you know, that's like me being very bad at explaining astrology. But, you know, I've always been good at like planning and starting things, but like I kind of struggle with carrying them out, as you can see, <laughs> listening to this podcast. So this year, my word is execute because I need to start doing more things and stop getting caught up in planning them and making them perfect and just do it. Like, just do it. So that's my word of the year, execute. I have a bunch of goals that I'm going to be sharing on the podcast. Um, Actually, by the time this comes out, that blog post will be up already. So make sure you check it out. Again, I'm going to plug the blog, themusingsofmara.com. It will be in the show notes. But yeah. I have some goals. I'm going to be talking about them throughout the podcast. Um, and yeah, that's just my word of the year. Execute. Got to get some stuff done. Okay. I'm tired of just planning things, even though I really do enjoy planning things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's it y'all. Um, thank you for tuning in again. <laughs> I know I'm all over the place this episode. It's fine. Y'all will grow to love it. And if not, you will grow to listen to somebody else's podcast. That's fine. You know, I want you to feel like this is for you. If it's not for you, I'm not really changing. So, you know, that's no hostility either. I'm just saying, you know, everything ain't for everybody. And that's okay. But for those of you it is for, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for still rocking with me. I'm still, you know, going through the growing pains of starting a new podcast. I appreciate you and your patience and letting me talk to you whenever I decide to record. (laughs) All right, y'all have a great day and make sure to handle your scandal. Talk to you later. Bye.